Matt, thanks for joining us. I got this funny story that I just saw. How are you, man? I'm great. How are you? Good. Now, what's that? I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, no problem. So I I got this from Diana Rossini at ESPN, who said that a text from the GM during the mock draft today that there are early communication issues, and apparently one of the GMs was yelling at his kid because they were on the Internet and he was messing up the bandwidth. Did you experience that? Because we know there were some glitches, and obviously you're trying to get it all worked out for, for the real show on Thursday night. Can you take us through that? How was that mock draft? Because we know even before the first pick of the Cincinnati Bengals, things went wrong a little bit. Yeah, I, I didn't have much to do with it. You know, I was obviously on the call, but uh, I just sat there and watched. So, uh, you know, luckily for me on draft night, I don't have any, like, important uh, – I don't have to push any buttons or do anything like that. But, uh, you know, I think it's good. Obviously, we don't run through, and, and we've had a couple run-throughs on our end just to make sure that we're all, uh, all set up and ready to go Thursday night. What, what has been the biggest challenge for you in this new, uh, new normal, as, as they say, you know, both personal, personally and uh, professionally? Well, you know, um, my, my family moved to Charlotte on the Saturday. You know, I went to work Monday, Tuesday. Was, my wife was unpacking boxes, and, all, and on Wednesday, uh, you know, the NFL sent everyone home. And so um, we've been uh, homeschooling three kids in three different schools. Um, online, whatever, uh, you know, I'm, work, I, I, I'm working from home and unpacking boxes. So it's a lot of change, um, you know, at, at one time and a lot of chaos, you know, quite frank. But, you know, I always try to remind myself, remind my kids, you know, this, you turn on the news, there's people who have it way, way worse. And so um, I, I've tried to just take advantage of this time. You know, when you're a football coach, you don't get to sit down and have dinner with your family a lot. You don't take a lot of walks and things like that. Where you're, you know, you do, you know, I do a Cape May in the summer, but, you know, this time of year is a busy time. And so, I'm able to have some of those things. And so, you know, personally, it's just been kind of this, you know, new job, new everything, you know, during this unique time. And then, you know, professionally, I think, you know, today was the first day that, that, you know, I had a team meeting today over Microsoft Teams with 100 people. Um, There's guys on the team that I've never met. And, you know, walking down the street, you know, I I would have a hard time recognizing them. And obviously, as a new head coach, that's not exactly what you would like. You know, you'd like to get to know the guys and be in the middle of the off-season program right now and really start to build – you know, kind of the, the mentality of the team. But, you know, we're, we're a no-excuses organization, and, and, and we're just going to make the most of this while we have it. Now, you got your job pretty quickly after the, uh, after the NFL season ended and they made changes down there. So how much time did you get to spend? Because Cam's not there, who was the quarterback. How much time did you get to spend with the new guys, free agents, and, and a lot of the players that were there? You're running back with a major, you know, with the big deal signed? Yeah, I spent no time with the free agents, you know, um, by the time free agency hit, it was it was where you know hey there was no there was no travel anymore. So, you know we we signed a bunch of guys and I you know I called them on the phone and, and said hey can't wait to have a chance to meet you at some point. And really the only players in the team that I've met are, are you know there's some guys that were injured that were coming in for treatment. Maybe I'd see them walking through the facility or at lunch. But a lot of our guys are, are off somewhere else you know home training whatever. So I, you know I've probably met less than half half the guys on the team. Um, so, you know, you just try to try to make sure that, that uh, you know, as we get into this virtual offseason that we're in right now, that it's really organized and it's respectful of the players' time. And, and they, at the very least, walk away from it knowing that, you know, my staff and I are, you know, we know what we're doing. We're really committed to making sure that this is done first class. But, yeah, I haven't had a chance really to spend much time with anyone. It's, it's a very, very, very unique, you know, set of time. Yeah, getting to Cam Newton, of course, there's no more Cam, Keekley, or Olsen now. Uh, with the Panthers and moving on from a you know a franchise quarterback and a player that's so identified with the Carolina Panthers couldn't have been an easy decision. Could you know walk us through that and uh, what convinced you it was the right time? You know I, 
I've, I've, you know, uh, I, I've kind of moved on even from all that. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, just you know, in terms of even talking about it. I mean, you know, he's such a great guy, such a great player, meant so much here. And same with Luke, and same with Greg. But you know, you guys know how it is. I mean, every year, you know, the things change and the roster changes, and so. Um, you know, we, we, we've done everything that we feel like, hey, what's the best thing for the organization right now and, and made those decisions. And they've been hard decisions. And they're not easy ones. And, uh, you know, I've relied a lot on Marty Herney, our GM, who's been here. And, um, you know, it, it's not it's certainly not ideal when you're, you know, obviously making decisions on other guys, too, as, you know, cause we have a lot of decisions to make. And you can't even really be around them. You know, you know like most head, new head coaches have a mini camp before the draft. So they can sort of evaluate the team before they go out and draft. And, you know, we haven't had that as well. So, um, a lot of tough decisions have been made and have, ha- have had to be made, but um, I think we've I think we've tried to do what's right for the team, you know, moving forward. And you know, you also you brought up a Christian deal. Um, you know, we, we felt like it was time to make a commitment to him to to really have him, you know, be the. You know, he's 23 years old. And we think he's got a great future ahead. So we've made a lot of decisions, and 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 now the draft is really the next one that we have to make to really solidify our team, kind of moving forward. Matt, everybody knows about the job you did at Baylor, and you have a, a, a stud player coming out. And the Philadelphia Eagles here in, in our city uh, are talking about maybe a receiver. And then I saw that the, he was not happy with a video that somebody had posted, which was a spoof of, you know, welcome to Philadelphia, and it showed all the historical sites and the Liberty Bell. And then it, it, it morphs into a video of people doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And he supposedly said, I don't want to go there. It looks too crazy for me. Have you talked to him about that? What you believe that he's not going to want to come here if they draft him in the first round at, at, at 21? Uh, Denzel. You know about Denzel? Yes, Denzel Mims, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can tell you this. Knowing Denzel, he's, one of the, he's, he, 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 he's going to go wherever people ask him to go. He's going to go wherever he's drafted and love it. And, uh, you know, it's something that's unique. And, I, was, I you know, I can't comment on the Eagles or what they're doing. I have no idea. You know, I'm so caught up on my own. But I can talk about Denzel. He's. He's a great young man, and he's tough. I mean, I coached him so hard, and he, you know, he put up with me, dealt with me. Um, and he's he's a guy that you know he's played through injury, he's played through pain, he's played through a lot of things. And wherever he ends up, that you know the people in that town are going to love him because he's going to play no matter what. And uh, you know, he, he uh, last year, Sean Padden and myself, we brought uh, we brought all of our seniors at Baylor up for a retreat. We brought them to Philly, and uh, you know, we stayed at the Marriott downtown, and we took them around and showed them a bunch of things in, in Philadelphia. We, they ate at Reading Terminal Market, different things. So, you know, a bunch of kids from Texas, we wanted to give them an experience in Philly. And, you know, Baldy came over and talked to them and some different people, agents, uh, I think Roman Oban. Um, so we did a bunch of things just to get them ready for the NFL. And I know Denzel, like everyone else, uh, loves the great city of Philadelphia. Hey, Matt, tell us why Teddy Bridgewater is the right guy to, uh, to start things off on your career down in Carolina. Well, you know, Teddy's, a, Teddy's someone that I've had so much respect for for a long time. Um, you know, my first year at Temple, we played him, and you know, just a humble guy that all he does is win. People gravitate towards him. You know, he won there. He, he took you know Minnesota. He was rookie of the year. Took Minnesota to the playoffs. Uh, you know, quickly there had that terrible injury, fought back, uh, played so well for New Orleans last year. And you know what? I just thought, well, what what a great, great, great player. What a great person. But most importantly, he's a winner. And you know, Joe Brady's our offensive coordinator. Joe spent a lot of time with him in New Orleans and. Especially in a year like this, where you know there is no there is no practice, there is no seven on seven. Uh, Teddy's such a great fit for us because he knows that system. Um, you know he can he can work with Joe and work with Jake Pete, our quarterback coach, and 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 know exactly. You know he's, he's run these plays for the last couple of years, so I think it's a great fit. You know because of his knowledge of the offense, but as much as anything else, I think he's just he's uh, he, he's he's got that it factor that you're always looking for in a quarterback. 
Matt Rule, of course, uh, the new head coach of the Coyotes. Not new. I mean, he's been there for a few months now, except he can't work. <laughs> so you can still go into the facility with the show social distancing, right? What's the rules about going into the building, you know, in your office? Are you allowed to go in there at all and mingle with other people, get close to anybody? I mean, I know you have to do the six-foot thing and wear masks, but what is the rule for coaches now? Yeah, coaches are not allowed in the, in the um, facilities all across the NFL. And that was a, and that came from uh, Commissioner Goodell. And um, so, yeah, you, uh, no, no, maybe IT people can go in and stuff like that. But no, no, no football coaches, none of our personnel can be in the office. So, man, I've been – I set up a little home office in my house, and I've been sitting here grinding, uh, grinding away uh, on the third floor, a uh, little attic, little area. Um, I got a nice little setup. But, yeah, I haven't been to the office. I haven't been out of the house much other than – like I said, an occasional walk or to the grocery store. That's, that's it. I, I tried to observe, uh, tried to observe the quarantine uh, rules pretty pretty strictly. <laughs> well, now I, I see you're you're t- assembling Temple South down there over these last couple of weeks. You got PJ Walker in there as a backup quarterback, hot off his five great weeks in the XFL. You got Robbie Anderson in fr- uh, free agency. Keith Kirkwood, Tahir Whitehead, I believe, is on the roster. Explain the rationale of, of putting the, the Temple band back together down there. Well, you know, those guys are all really good pros. You know, Tahir um, Whitehead, I think in, in, in eight years he's missed one game. And he you know, played really well last year for the Raiders. And, and uh, P.J., you know, he had many, many teams trying to sign him. You know, Robbie's been a, has been a really explosive player in the NFL for the Jets. And, uh, you know, Kirk was, was in New Orleans, was with Joe and was with Teddy, and he knows that system. And you know, all those guys had a chance to go somewhere else, and they were all guys that we felt like fit us. Um, you know, and 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 didn't just fit us because we knew them, but because of what they could bring to the table. And to be quite honest, I think you know a lot of them wouldn't have come with us, but they came because you know they they, they knew our coaches. You know, they knew what to expect. They knew the strength coach. They knew Sean Pat and the ops guy. You know, they they knew all the you know all the ways in which hopefully we do things, do them at a high level. So a lot of those guys took a chance on us and decided to uh, decided to sign with us. And I'm I'm really happy to have that because you know a, a lot of things in this job isn't, isn't just about how well you play, but it's about who you are. It's about the way you carry yourself and the way you do things, who you are when things are hard. And, um, you know, when you've been through battles with people, you, you develop trust in them. And I couldn't trust anybody more than those four guys. And so um, I'm excited to give them a chance and, and help, you know, help get this thing built together. Matt Rule, Carolina, getting ready for Thursday night. So it, it, in, anticipating something that's never happened, because you've been around the NFL, you've been in, you know, you've been in, in the uh, Giants organization. So this isn't your first go-around, but it's your first go-around as an NFL head coach. Can you ever imagine a situation being like this and, and how hard it's going to be going forward even after the draft on Thursday when you don't know what's going to happen? I mean, they say they're going to release the schedule, Matt, next month. May 9th, I on think. On May 9th yeah. as, and plan as accordingly. But do you foresee a season starting on time or a training camp or any of those things? You know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, um, obviously no one really asked me, you know, uh, my opinion on it. So I just kind of, you know, just sit there and take it day by day. Um, you know, I think the thing is is that, you know, I, 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 I hope and expect that we play this season. You know what I mean? I don't know when that will be or how that will look. You know, and I don't think anyone does. You know, I think for me I've always just kind of said to myself, you know, I want to start as soon as possible, but, but, but not before it would put anyone at risk. You know, if, if one life – is lost because, you know, I'm out there coaching, then I, I wouldn't feel right about it. So I just have to kind of leave it up to people that are smarter than me to figure out when that is. But I think the biggest thing is is that, you know, good teams, I don't care what, if it's basketball, soccer, football, NFL, college, or pro, uh, you know, or high school, good teams win because of, of, of the, the culture they have, the decisions they make, you know, the way that they do things. 
And um, to me, this is an opportunity for us because we're trying to, you know, build this team um, this year's, you know, Carolina Panthers. It's an opportunity for us to try to do things at an elite level under really hard conditions. And, you know, my challenge to our staff has been if we can, if we can teach our systems now, if we can be really elite now um, when we're not even in the building with the players, when we're looking at a computer screen, how much better will we be when we're all sitting around and, you know, cracking jokes and telling stories and, and doing it, you know, getting back to the way things were. So that's kind of the way I'm approaching everything. Like even Thursday night, you know, at the end of the day, um, we have eight draft picks. You know, there might be some, you know, glitches with technology. There might be some things that happen. But all that really matters is that we go get the eight, the eight right guys that will help us win. And I think when you keep that perspective, at least for me, it keeps me calm. It keeps me really focused on, you know, what I have to do next. Matt, now the big question is, of course, we know everything's going to be virtual. And so when you make the pick at number seven, your team makes the pick, do the, all the players that you, that you have on your board, do they all have to have a Carolina Panther jersey on? Because how's that going to work? Because, you know, they're going to be sitting at home, and then when they get picked, they normally, you know, the commissioner gives them the jersey with the number one on right. it. How does that work out with these players? Do they have to have multiple jerseys sitting there in their homes as they're picked in the first round? That's a brilliant question. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I, 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 I asked my wife the other day, I said, what, do I, what, what should I wear? You know, you, you know me well enough to know that I probably would, you know, normally would have a T-shirt and a pair of uh, shorts on in my house. So um, I was like, do I wear a coat and tie on a virtual draft? Or, how, you know, how do you look? So those are great questions. I have no idea. Um, but you know what? I bet, I, bet it'll, I bet it'll work out be pretty cool. And, you know, I've always liked, I mean, I've always really liked as a fan. I'm one of those guys, you know, when I wasn't coaching the NFL, I watched – Every every round of the NFL draft, every pick, I love it. And I always like seeing guys at home with their family getting drafted and seeing the emotion and seeing, you know, everyone around them. And so uh, I think it will be pretty cool to watch all these kids get, you know, get selected and, and see their lives change in an instant. Well, I have the uh, – I have, Matt, I have the actual official dress code issued to all employees from Commissioner Goodell – so they tend to be dressed in suits, as you mentioned, but they don't want to see, like, Brett Favre checking in from home. And they also say, this is according to the NFL, clothes that include explicit language, racial, religious, or ethnic slurs are prohibited. Players are also not allowed to wear items that allude to or directly reference tobacco, drugs, alcohol, gambling, or anything that puts the NFL in the bad light. Political statements and anything violent or sexual is not allowed. I think you could probably get by that, but I'm, I don't know about the players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have much clothing that has any of that, so I, I think I should be good. <laughs> well, what what is the draft situation now with, with your team? Is this your pick? Is it a collaborative? How is that going to work uh, Thursday night for the seventh overall pick? Yeah, I mean, Marty Hardy's our GM, and, and um, you know, that, 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 it, it, that's his realm. I mean, his job is to help, help assemble the best team. Um, you know, but at the at the same time, it's my job to provide a vision for you know how we want to play and who we want. And him and I have been working together uh, on it, and that's one of the reasons why I took the job is I knew that you know a this is his area of expertise, but b he was going to work with me. And and you know what you never want to do is you never want to have you know two sides that are working against each other. And when I met Marty, I knew him and I would be on the same page. And so you know um, we've been putting together all these scenarios. You know when when you're at seven. You don't know what's going to happen in front of you. You know, teams trade up, teams trade back, teams, you know, guys slide, guys. So it's it's really uh, it's really one of those deals where you have to you have to have so many scenarios built into your head ahead of time um, so that you can you can make those calls. But I think especially in this, it has to be one guy making the final decision, and Marty will make that final decision, and uh, you know, I'll do my best to make sure that he and I do that together, that I give him as much feedback as possible. And you know, he's such you know, he's a great GM because he doesn't want me to coach someone I don't want to coach and. 
And, you know, I don't want to start doing something that I, that I haven't made my career. I've not made my career being a GM. I've been a coach, and I want to make sure I keep doing that well. Well, Matt, you're getting a lot of love on our Twitch stream here and on SiriusXM211. Say shout-out to the uh, great Matt Delgado, coaching on Matt Rule's staff, Bay Area love, and State College area high school representation, folks. That's right. We <laughs> <laughs> got both of those. That's awesome. <laughs> You can't get out of Pennsylvania. Actually, you can't get into Pennsylvania right now because everything's <laughs> shut down, Matt. <laughs> so enjoy it down there in Carolina, and we really appreciate you joining us on the show today. Good to catch up with you. Thanks so much, man. Hey, thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys. The Thanks, great man. Matt Rule from Carolina.